0: Hey everyone, good morning. Welcome to the Teach Better Today morning show where we get to be live every single morning to kick off your day. And I have an amazing guest with me. Um, Most of you know her. So it won't be a huge surprise if you've been in our network. But if this is a new connection to you, then I promise you Erin is going to be such a valuable partner for you moving forward. We'll be right back as we dive into the show. Go grab your cup of coffee. morning show. Erin is with me. Erin, how are you?
1: I'm so good. How are you doing? Good. I'm so glad that you are joining
0: me because we actually had a meeting recently about just like talking shop. Like I love when we get to just talk shop on Zoom and catch up and you have all these great projects you're working on. And it's cool to now like work, like be a part of that conversation with our community. So I know they're going to be so excited to see you.
1: Oh, that's great. I love hanging out with you and I love brainstorming. I just brainstorming and planning, that's my jam. I love it.
0: So good. Erin, before we get too far in, because I want to get into like, you know, all the all the fun stuff we were actually talking about. But in case um somebody is connecting with you for the first time and they're not aware of how amazing you are as a member of our Teach Better community, do you mind sharing a little bit about what you do and
1: who you are? Yes. Um again, I'm Erin. I'm a mom of three. Very different children, ranging from like middle school to elementary, and um, I I was an elementary school teacher for 18 years, and now we live in Michigan, and I'm teaching graduate level um sorry graduate level courses for teacher PD uh, through Dominican University, and I have been writing a little bit. I've published one book. Slow down, children are learning. Um, A great professional development book for elementary teachers just about developmental growth, slowing down to make learning fun, all that good stuff. And I'm dabbling in children's books right now. Um, We'll see where that takes me, but I'm excited about it. Okay, we are going to have to
0: talk about your book in our team talk section because I know your book is specifically like for elementary, early adolescent teachers. But I will tell you, even those of us who like and prefer the older students at that middle school, high school, college, like age range, there is so much to take away from your book. I was so excited for you to publish that. And you celebrated a, birth, a book birthday like just a few months ago. So there's lots lots to talk about there. Before we get into any of that, Erin, I want to celebrate you because we connected, I don't even know how, randomly Somebody connected us and we like hopped on a Zoom, right? Isn't that right? Yeah. 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 And I love, love our conversations. Friends, like Erin is the teacher that I all wish we all were because she literally will will like book a Zoom with me and we hop on a Zoom call and like we talk for hours, an hour and it's all like off the record. Like we talk about the stuff that you're not supposed to be able to talk about. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I tend whether it's a fault or a good quality, I tend to be pretty transparent and um I just, you know, say it how it is
0: sometimes. (laughs) I think that's so good though, because so many of us in our community, you're like nervous to ask the dumb questions. And like my mindset is always anxious to ask like the questions you're not supposed to ask, like whether it be in the teaching field or any like hobby you might be exploring outside the teaching field. I am such a don't ask for help, don't ask questions kind of person. And yet the, the older I get, the more I get in this field, I like have learned, I love being the person people ask questions to. I love being able to help in any way, shape, or form. And I feel like every time we chat, I'm like, Erin, I don't know the answer, but I just get to be a brainstorm partner with you. I get to like be invested in the amazing projects you're working on. It's so fun. It's so fun.
1: Yeah. I've always been known as the person that asks the dumb questions. Like we'd be in staff meetings and my co-teachers would be like, Erin, ask, ask them this. And I would be like, okay. And actually in, in my book, uh, Slow Down Children Are Learning, I tell a story about sitting in IEP meetings as a general ed elementary teacher. And this was years back when executive function skills was like the new word. And every IEP meeting, it was like, oh, they lack executive function skills. And I would, like several meetings pass and I'm like, do I really understand executive functioning so like i'm in a a meeting parents are there and i'm like can you explain this to us like the simplified version because i start thinking if i'm not sure that i fully grasp it i know the parents sitting next to me don't know what it is and it's their kid and they have to understand
0: it Example with the or your example with parents like you know that if there's a dumb question that you're not the only one with it and that's what I love about like I won't make you share your whole life and all your projects you're working on with our community but like you're working on some really amazing creative collaborative things outside of like your day-to-day job and I just feel like there's no way to have all the answers. So having a brainstorm buddy or asking questions of somebody who might have like a different
1: insight or perspective, like that's how all of us learn. Like it's amazing. Yeah. And I wish there were more people that were willing, like the teach better team is so willing. Um, I'm also on the, uh, one of the teach better ambassadors and that group is like, everybody has a different little pocket of knowledge And the Teach Better team is just so giving in their knowledge, which I wish more people were that way, because imagine the things that all of us could accomplish if we had that information like accessible to us. Seems like everybody out there like wants you to pay them for their information, you know, and I get I get the business world. I get all that. But it's awesome that the teach better team is such a great resource for all the educators that are doing different things out there in the whole, in the educational world.
0: Mm, No, you're too sweet. I feel like my mindset has really evolved over time. And something I really hold true as a core value is I don't know all the answers, but if I build a community where I can find the answers, then I'm the richest person in the world. And I feel like our network helps me, So much with that. I mean, even our ambassadors, like you mentioned, I'm so glad you're a Teach Better ambassador. I know that's an incredible crew, but that's everyone from like former teachers, current teachers, private teachers, public school teachers, administrators, educators that work outside of the field and more like business world educational departments. Like, it's so interesting how the variety of perspectives and life experience can give so many different avenues of insight. I mean, we have first year teachers all the way up to veteran teachers that are going to retire. It just, it seems to be endless. And I love that there's spaces within the Teach Better community and then holistically, where sometimes you can just ask a question that probably you should know and it feels like you should know it, but you don't. And then people are eager
1: to help, right? Like that's, that's awesome. Yes. And it's okay to say that. I think I should know this, but I don't. It's okay to say that, right? Yeah,
0: I mean, what? We literally like when we met last time, we were discussing like how to write an email. And I feel like <laughs> as adults, like we are both very well educated adult people that like are passionate and kind and what but we're still debating like can you read my email? Is it okay? Like do do these yeah. words make sense? Like that's life. And I love having those conversations cuz I do the same thing and it creates like this back and forth you know, friendship, which I love. It is. It's so fun. It's so fun. Friends, we would love to have you in the comments tag a teacher bestie that you love to collaborate Mm -hmm. and brainstorm with. And you maybe have never met them. Maybe it's just like a virtual friendship. I literally like most of our community is virtual and I haven't met half of you and it's just so fun to be able to collaborate. So feel free to put your teacher bestie in the comments, give them a little shout out for always supporting you and not Telling your secrets about the dumb questions you ask. We'll be right back. I want to get into Erin's expertise in her amazing book that you guys have to go check out. We'll be right back. (laughs) welcome back to Teach Better Today Morning Show, where the Teach Better team is able to be a part of your morning at 7 a.m. Eastern, streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn, and also as an episode of Teach Better Talk podcast. I really want to do Aaron like a giveaway at some point that if like people go and subscribe to the YouTube channel, they like you know they win something. I got to figure that out because Joshua Stamper tells me that that is the place that everyone needs to go and subscribe and. I feel like bribery is always, like, a good avenue to do that. I think that's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. I mean, when we gave away coffee on National Coffee Day last week, Mm -hmm. I got so many messages, and I was so excited to, like, hear from our community, spend over, like, a Starbucks card. I don't know. I mean, like, I like to pretend I have endless money. Like, it's just kind of a hobby I have, so... So good. Erin, I want to get into your book. And I know you have other books in the works. We won't out the amazing projects you have going on. That's because people need to follow you. And when they like are ready to be announced, they will be able to see that on their social media feeds. But at least right now you have one educator book out. I remember this book coming out like it was yesterday. I would love to have you share a little bit more about what inspired this story? Because I know shared earlier some topics and, and elements like that, but this was really a journey getting this book going. I'd love to hear from you.
1: This was a journey. So I taught um, every grade from fourth grade down and found myself loving kindergarten. It's the hardest day to take the least amount of work home with you. <laughs> but it's, it's an amazing day. And um, as I was working through my years in kindergarten, I taught inclusion with our speech and language therapists and our instructional specialist. And um, I we had this theory that if primary grade teachers, K through three would slow down and just like let kids be kids, and enjoy learning and love learning and develop as a learner, they would end up being further along in their high school years. And so in the era that I taught in, we went from like the No Child Left Behind to Common Core and like all this like rigor. Kindergartners enter the classroom and they don't, some of them don't know what hand they write with. and by the end of the year, they're writing a paragraph. And it's like a ridiculous expectation when developmentally, like the muscles in their hands aren't really even ready for that. So they, many of them fatigue, many of them get frustrated. Many of them are being evaluated for, um, to be placed on IEPs when really they're not, it's their own developmental growth, right? Up until you know, the upper elementary years. So as I had my own kids, I started thinking, you know, when you're pregnant and you have babies, you get those one week emails. This is the developmental state, right? Your baby's the size of an avocado. And then even after they're born, it's like they might be sitting up or they could be crawling, but everybody develops at a different rate. But then when they enter kindergarten, it's like, bam, they're expected to be like every other five-year-old, but they're not. So like academics has changed and shifted, but the development of a child has not. Mm -hmm. So this theory, everyone is so afraid to give it a try, just to slow down. Everybody's afraid to slow down, right? Because academics is higher expectations than ever before and more rigorous at a younger age. And I'm not saying rigor is bad. I think it's great, But I think if a child doesn't get to develop at their own rate and then they're labeled as less than, it gives them a stigma. Anyway, all this is working in my mind. Right. And then I get a call one day that one of my former students who was at this point uh, entering his sophomore year of college, he was in my class when he was in third grade. We had a project based class. It was amazing. He was in that class. He was amazing. High achieving, well-liked, entered the gifted class after that year, was in band. I got a call that he considered committing suicide. And it like killed me, killed me. And so I'm thinking, gosh, as a third grade student, I never would have thought that he would struggle with mental illness or, you know, I didn't know what was going on long story short i got to interview his mom i got to interview him and he said things to me like you know after third grade i never felt like i fit into the mold everybody was putting me into or like why is it all about the test scores like learn like achieve 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 but shouldn't it be less about the achieving and more about the learning and you know, I didn't fit in. I was a smart kid, but I didn't really fit in with the smart kids. And so all of this stuff, all of these things he was saying led me to think about like growth mindset. That wasn't a focus in those early years. Like we knew about it. Of course, everybody tried to, but it wasn't a focus stand like mastering every, like the state tests and the scores and all that was the focus during that moment in education. So anyway, did all this research on developmental growth. And so once a child starts kindergarten, and moves on, they're expected to be already developed, and they're not. So my book goes through six areas of developmental growth, and how you can easily implement Strategies that will develop a child in these areas while you're still keeping your curriculum, your rigorous curriculum, and how we can slow down. We think we can't slow down. We can. We can slow down. And in the long run, they will be more confident. They will have the right tools for learning. And I could go on and on and on, but it's like motor and development, executive function skills, growth mindset. Um, sensory, early literacy uh, skills, and um, did I say executive function? Yeah, anyway, it's all that good developmental stuff.
0: You know, Erin, I know that not everyone will have the means to go and and grab a copy of your book or do a book study with their department or if we have any leaders like listening right now, this would be a great book to give to department heads and coaches that they can spread that knowledge into their teachers um, through multiple different avenues. But I will say, I think a great takeaway of this morning as we're getting ready is can we find small moments to challenge ourselves to slow down? And if that just means that you take a few moments to welcome your students a little bit more intentionally, or you take a small moment to really look a child in the eyes this morning or this afternoon and make sure that they feel seen how impactful that would be for us all to just take on that little challenge. I would love to have you share where they can get access to this book and resources specifically. Because I know following you, they're going to get so much information on your social media. But if they want to pick up the book and maybe look at how this can be implemented, um, whether it be in their classroom or department, I, I would really love to make sure they have access to it.
1: Yeah. They, the um, Slow Down Children Are Learning is on the Teach Better bookshelf. So if you yes. go to the website and find the little toggle uh, where it says bookshelf. And then I have a website um, called Be There Difference. That's just www.betheirdifference.com, And you, there's a link there. It's on Amazon. Um, there have been some schools that have done it as a book study, which is really exciting. Um, and a lot of the feedback I've heard is that uh, the administrators also are hesitant to slow down. Mm -hmm. And so it's generated great conversations between classroom teachers and administrators um, to be able to help each other see their goals through a different lens. Yeah, Um, So that's been really interesting. And a couple um, of my friends who aren't educators read it just because they love me. And they have told me, I didn't know like their parents, you know, and they had young children and they're like, wow, like I didn't know that I could be doing this or that. So it's also a great resource. If you are a parent of a child from, I would say like ages three to 10, that sometimes, you know, like we had mentioned before sitting in IEP meetings or parent teacher conferences, parents don't always know. We can't assume that they know what everything we tell them means.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Even something as simple as like math terms or reading comprehension, like does a parent know what comprehension means? You know, we can't just assume that they know all these buzzwords that are in our world. So yeah,
0: I that, that yeah. I, oh, I this like truly another element I really hold close is I'm like, if I haven't explicitly taught it, I can't fault somebody for not knowing it. So I I love that you're highlighting all these different elements here to just ensure that we are being the being better, but being the best humanly possible for those that we give to through small little adjustments we can make to best serve our students. I think that's like such an epitome of the work you do and the amazing impact you have on education. I know our community is just going to eat up all of these suggestions and follow you on social media and and get to continue learning from you. So with all this being said, I'm so glad you joined the show because I know that this is just the beginning.
1: Yeah, I'm glad too. It's fun.
0: So good. So good. Erin, you literally were like the second guest on the Teach Better Today show. This is a new thing that we're doing. Every so often, sprinkling in little guests that we know are just going to continue to be a part of the positive element of people's morning. So thank you for taking the time to do this. I know I like randomly threw this at you and you were amazing as always. So thank you so much for doing this. No, thanks for having me. I love it. So fun. We hope that you all have an outstanding morning, an amazing, amazing day ahead. And please let us know if you have any issues connecting with Erin and her resources. I can tell you exactly where they are. I'll send you links. Just direct message me. We'll get that all going. Have a good day, guys. See you later. Bye. Hey, Teach Better community, thank you so much for joining the Teach Better Today Morning Show every single weekday at 7 a.m. Eastern. We have so many resources for you outside of this live stream at teachbetter.com, including blogs, podcasts, and professional development that will bring our team to your school. Wherever you are listening from this morning, please make sure you are sharing and celebrating the incredible educators in this world. And hey, if you are listening over on a podcast to Teach Better Talk, we would love a five-star review. (laughs) The comments are always so entertaining. (laughs) We'll see you tomorrow.